This is Engineering by Design, a short podcast series produced by the Design Lab at NYU Makerspace. This podcast complements a series of fireside chats where we invite professionals working at the intersection of design, engineering, and technology. Our guest today is Adekunle Oduye, Senior Engineer at MailChimp. He shares with us his journey as a UX engineer to working as a Senior Engineer at MailChimp. Hey, my name is Adekunle Oduye. I am a, currently I am a Senior Engineer at MailChimp where I am building design systems for millions of people. My origins uh, kind of started uh, as a painter. Um, my original goal was to be the next uh, Basquiat. Um, and that dream got crushed when I went into college and realized that there's no income or there's going to be a, a big struggle trying to make an income um, doing that. So from there, I started uh, taking a lot of communication design classes to really get a good understanding of typography, color theory, and hopefully to become a print designer when I got out of school. Uh, in the beginning of my career, I did a lot of print and I kind of made a transition to doing web design and ultimately doing product design. Um, one, of the, one of the most important roles I had was as a product designer at NASDAQ where I was helping uh, re- we designed a interface for a product that was around 20 years old. We were around 30 people. Uh, we were all product designers, but one thing that was kind of different between us and other product design teams is that our main deliverable was uh, front-end prototypes. So we were able to kind of take the ideas from concept to completion and, and enable us to kind of uh, really validate our ideas as quickly, quickly as possible. During my time at NASDAQ, that's where I started to get my first experience with design systems. Um, for those who don't know, design systems is basically a collection of guidelines, components, and patterns that makes up an actual product, and they're all reusable. Um, there I, at NASDAQ, I was kind of um, working on establishing a charting library system and helping to kind of make it more cohesive throughout the whole organization. So the two most valuable elements of design thinking uh, when starting a project for me would be uh, user research and prototyping. So for user research, I think it's important because it sets the foundation of who the users are, but also aligns with what are the business goals. And it, it kind of allows you to kind of play more of like a scientist and really kind of figure out what are the main pain points, what are the motivations and whatnot. And once you kind of figure that out, this leads to um, basically validating your ideas. And one way to do that is with prototypes. Um, prototypes come all in all different shapes and sizes. Um, but the key is you want to basically take an idea from concept to completion and also be able to validate it with users. Um, and in most often or not, you probably don't go through at least four, five, or even more iterations before you come up with the right design. And in one example, uh, my experience at NASDAQ, uh, we were kind of working on building uh, uh, this investor's uh, relationship view. Um, we went through at least 16 or 17 uh, different iterations of it. Some of them were pretty good. Some of them were really bad. 
But the idea is that like prototyping is a numbers game. So the more you can kind of prototype, um, the more likely you're going to find that one solution that's going to work. Um, and that's what I kind of would, would recommend to people is that don't get too attached to any prototype. Uh, the whole idea is that you're trying to basically get all the bad ideas out so you can kind of uncover the good ideas. The relationship between engineering and design is, um, for me, more about two sides of the same coin. So when I'm thinking about design, I'm thinking about making the right thing. So are we making the thing that's going to be most useful for users? Is what we're is the solution going to uh, going to appease the business side of things? And also from the engineering standpoint, you're thinking about like making that thing right. So whatever solution you come up with, you're kind of making sure that it's accessible, that it's performant, and it's scalable. And there has been a shift in the actual industry where there's a lot of companies that are looking for more of these hybrid roles. Um, the whole idea is that we have like design engineering, but usually there's like two specific roles that they're uh, that we usually have. So you have a design technologist, and a design technologist is a designer that knows how to code, and their primary focus is to kind of making sure that they can kind of create prototypes and validate and also to test the feasibility of any solution. Um, on the other side, you have a UX engineer. A UX engineer, their main focus would be more on the production side of things. So kind of taking that idea and figuring out how to make it accessible, scalable, and performant. And these roles are kind of evolving and there's kind of probably going to be more roles in the future. But I think right now there's a wave of people embracing this kind of hybrid mindset, because usually in the case of if you want to kind of get an idea from concept to completion, then you usually want to kind of have a design engineer because they probably have the knowledge of what makes a good design, but also have the understanding of good functional programming or object ordering programming. With the relationship between design and engineer, you kind of have to like change your approach a little bit because mostly in most companies, what they do is that they kind of have like a handoff approach. So um, they first do the design and then they actually do the development. The problem with that approach is that it puts a lot of pressure on the designer to make sure that they solve the problem and they uncover all of the edge cases. And that's mostly not, that usually never happens. So rather doing a handoff process, you want to do like more of a handshake. So uh, the design and, and, and engineer starts at the same time and they work together. So the idea is like a designer will work on something, they'll pass it off to the engineer, they will kind of um, make some changes and they'll kind of pass it back and forth. And the great thing about this is that uh, it allows the designer to kind of have have the freedom of like exploring many ideas as possible, but they can also lean on the engineer to kind of making sure they ground their work and making sure that whatever they're trying to do is feasible um, to the amount of time is given for a specific feature. Um, this approach is uh, now it is very hard to do in the beginning, but once you start doing it, it's pretty good because what ends up happening is that it strengthens the the collaboration and communication between the design engineer 
And the whole idea is that like anytime edge cases would would pop up, um, you have uh, the kind of time and skill set to be able to kind of uh, take those edge cases and come up with solutions for it. So that's why I'm a big fan of the idea of uh, more of a handshake approach rather than a handoff. My advice for an engineer who wants to be build up their skill set as a designer or a designer that wants to uh, build up their skill set in uh, coding is to, the first thing would be to find a mentor. Um, I think finding a mentor is super important because that's kind of like the fast track of like what you should learn. Um, from the design side, there's so many t different topics that you could learn and whatnot. Um, but, you know, the key things is like there's the design foundations of typography, color theory, line spacing that if you master, you could, you're probably going to use that 8% of the time. Uh, same thing for if a designer is wanting you to know how to code, understanding those like fundamentals of functioning programming, uh, variables, functions, all this other stuff is going to be helpful. Um, so I think the first thing would be to kind of find a mentor because usually they can kind of give you a, a roadmap of like what to do um, and what is like the best practices. Um, the second I say was that uh, definitely be proactive and just kind of build stuff. Um, even for me, that when I wanted to kind of develop my my coding skills, I just like would rebuild my portfolio site, and that's a that was a good way to kind of understanding uh, and learning new technologies. But also, I can kind of go into interviews and kind of showcase that. So, and I also do in a case where I attended hackathons and would kind of work with people to kind of learn how to like work as a team. I think that was also another important thing that I've I've learned outside that. So that's kind of being more proactive. Um, and then the last thing I would say is that um, whatever you learn, the next best, best thing to do is to teach. Um, I felt like anytime I learned a specific subject, I was like, okay, I got it. But you don't truly understand it until you start to teach it. Because when you start to teach it, you want to make sure that you understand it well enough to be able to teach it. So I did the same thing when I was um, uh, when I started to become a, a conference speaker and whatnot, and I really had to dive in deep into the actual uh, nuances of my subject because sometimes you just gloss over it when you're actually put into practice. Um, and I think in one way, it's going to help uh, you help anyone else who's trying to go along that journey. And second, it's going to kind of benefit, benefit you because one of the most important skills uh, a design engineer should master or anyone, matter of fact, is being able to communicate and taking your ideas and communicate it to both technical and non-technical people. Thanks for joining us. We hope you tune in again for our future episodes. We would like to thank our sponsor, NYU Tandon's Department of Technology Management and Innovation. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NYU Makerspace.